welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 476 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you, Sean? I'm still alive. That's the, that's the phrase I use. People say to me, how are you doing? I think, well, I'm still here. Yeah. So each, each day that I wake up, I think, <laughs> okay, I've got another one in. That's a, We've, uh, I think it's been about a month since we put one out, and we have had a few emails asking if everything's all right. And everything is okay, but yeah, life's been crazy for both of us, really. In it has, yeah. In different ways, so we're just checking in, really. And uh, Well, the, the world's gone a bit mad in, in, in general, actually, so... Yeah. Hopefully we can offer a bit of advice as to how we uh, weather these difficult storms. If you do hear any kind of jingle jangling or pitter patter of tiny feet, um, I'm at Sean's and I've got I've brought my little puppy Cooper with me, so he's running around and he's <laughs> trying to chew sofas and stuff as well. But You're being a bit of a nutter. He's a bit of a divil, aren't you? Um, but yeah, so do you want to tell, do you want to say how how you are? Because you look all right, actually. You get. You, <laughs> what what happened was it was. Dental procedure led to sepsis and then endocarditis, open heart surgery, had to clean the heart out and replace the valve, put it all back together again. Uh, then in intensive care, I got pneumonia, apparently, which uh, affected my, uh, my lungs and ended up a uh, week before last with um, a chest full of... Um, Full of fluid, so I had to. I was taken back into hospital for yeah. four days, and they put a drain in my chest and drained off three liters of fluid off my chest. Uh, we said, no wonder my lung was all squashed. And, Oof. You know, yeah. So it sounds like quite a nasty procedure. It was. It was actually the most painful thing I've ever experienced. It was. Right. It was, They they forced the tube into the pleural cavity. And they can't anaesthetize it because there's no way of getting in there to do it. So it's like, you know, just smile as we go through the muscle walls. So do you feel yeah. like you've been experiencing things that maybe people you've helped over the years have yeah. tried to help you get through and recover from? And... Yeah, and, and one of the things is, it's that issue about you can't learn any of this stuff on a course. You can only do it firsthand. Um, and from that point of view, the learning has been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I think that has to increase your empathy towards mm. other people that have similar kind of issues. Uh, um, yeah, you'd hope so. But, um, yeah, you feel like you're out the other side of this little little setback now and you're on the road to recovery again? I think so. I think so. I'm hoping if I can get into the cardio rehab service, um, which is what, what I need, then I can build my muscle body up again and strength back up. Yeah. Um, but they um, uh, they gave me some wonderful medication to calm my heart down before they give me cardioversion, which is a lovely procedure where they electronically stop your heart with a heart with a like electric shock, mm-hmm. and then they restart your heart again with another electric shock. Blimey. Um And luckily, you are unconscious while this happens. Um, but that's the next thing I've got to look forward to because the heart keeps going out of rhythm. It's called the AF, yep. atrial fibrillation. And it's like the heart ar- argues with itself. So the bit that's got the new valve in 
doesn't agree with the other side of the heart sometimes, so they'll, they'll be differently. Right, just get to yeah. pull back and sink. Yeah. So it's, 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 I mean, like, it, it, I, I've learned so much. I've learned so much about uh-huh. me, about bodies, um, and about other people. I mean, being in intensive care with a bunch of, of people that are off their heads on infections and drugs, you know, and all, all their, they've got no inhibitions. Everything just comes out. Yep. And that's been crazy, you know. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um. Well, okay. Well, it's good to have you back in front of the microphone. I'm sure people will be uh, sending their best wishes and all that, but we'll try and get a bit of normality back to the show. Although my yeah. life's been pretty crazy as well. Yeah, I know. Uh, with various that... things and a funeral for my grandma who passed away. Yeah. Back end of September. Yeah. Uh, my little lad had his 11 plus results, which went well, thankfully. So that's cool. And then we had a week away in Spain last week. Just to, we thought, sod it, let's just get it, get out of here because. Yeah. Yeah, carbon time. footprint forget it just, get on a plane it was really it was like that just forget it man yeah yeah, yeah I've been on a plane for three years Sorry. yeah and and the, the thing is that life's not going to change um, you know yes we've got the the cop going on at the moment and yeah. the uh, and, and the planet crisis but it's like life isn't going to change dramatically you know we, we can't do that as human beings we need we might need to but we yeah, I kind of, I kind of see it as that life will change dramatically for us, but not through. It'll happen, like through force, through weird things in politics or energy crisis or. Yeah. Is there anything like that going on in the world right now, or maybe issues with energy or reliance like on fossil fuels? Like a war going on anywhere? Can anyone see anything like that going yeah. on? So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, enjoy enjoy that stuff while you can. But yeah, no, we'll still do our bit, obviously. And uh, mm. my little uh, stint as a wannabe councillor. Is, uh, is going quite well, enjoying it. I'm going to be up for election next year locally. So mm-hmm. um, it's really interesting chatting to people on the doorstep and all that and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to see what we can help with and being honest about what we can't help with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, are you sensing, you're still doing a bit of work, aren't you? Like yeah, yeah. working from home. So are you yeah. sensing that amongst the madness of life at the moment, and uh, I think we might even, since the last episode we recorded, have a new prime minister again. I think we might have missed all yeah. that, all that fun and games. So, yeah. um, in amongst the chaos, uh, are you finding that it's like how is it impacting people that you're working with? Um, obviously, directly financially, some people are struggling. Um, but uh, the other thing I'm working with a lot is uh, relationship troubles. Right. It's putting a lot of pressure on people's um, direct, uh, intimate relationships and family bonds and things. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a lot of that going on. There's still the issue of COVID that's hanging in the background. Yep. And and the wave is on the increase again. Mm. Um, I haven't even thought to check how things are going on this, this time, this wave around this winter. So that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Well, it, it, it's COVID and flu, isn't yeah. it? They, they um, because of the heart thing, and they see me as being a member of a vulnerable group. Mm-hmm. So I was asked to go and have my COVID jab, which I did. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they said, can we give you the flu one as well? So I thought, after everything I'd been through, I thought I shall just have anything they offer me. So they did one in each arm, which left me... Um, a kind of feeling flu-y for yep. about 24 hours 
and then it faded off, arms hurt a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I've seen people that have reacted very negatively um, to the vaccines and to the, the, the carriers that they use um, and become quite ill from them. So. Yeah, I mean, I've been in and out of hospitals, you know, to see a couple of family members and, you know, uh, mm -hmm. in the last couple of months. And uh, I think I just I just saw the end of like the dropping of all restrictions on hospital wards. So you didn't have to put a face covering. And it's all come back. Because yeah. when, when I was in hospital, I'd been just drained. Oh, they've started to say, yeah, wear yeah. a mask again now. Yeah, I was like, they gave me a room, which was great uh, to be in. But as soon as you leave the room, you have to put a mask on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm cool with all that, you know, it did seem a little bit like maybe we should be a bit more cautious. Um, hmm. Again, when I went to Spain, there was no no restrictions at the airport or when we got into Spain. I think we uh, you had to wear it on public transport, so we didn't get on a bus. We didn't do much hmm. sightseeing at all hmm. beyond walking into town. With, uh, I think you had to wear them in Spain on public transport still. But What about on the plane? No, 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 none of that needed, and no checks on the way into Spain. That they didn't ask to see your passport, your COVID passport, or any of that lock. So, when I was working in the hospital in Doha, in Qatar, mm -hmm. um, and the I'd be going backwards and forwards, the um, I would quite often get what became known in the family as Qatari cough um, from being on the plane. I'd pick up just yeah. infection generally with the air circulating round. Yeah. Um, and I wonder about that with COVID. If you've got someone sat in the back who's actually blowing out a few viruses, you know, mm -hmm. are they going to circulate around the system? Oof. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fun times. So I think, um, I did, well, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but the word permacrisis has been, uh, was kind of voted or nominated as the, the word that best sums up 2022 in the, the Collins Dictionary survey or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, which, yeah, it's, it seems quite apt, really. So, yeah, yeah. You, you started talking about how pe people you're working with and dealing with are on the, the, like the, front, the front end of issues yeah. and a bit uh, are, are being impacted by yeah. the crazy turbulent times on planet Earth at the moment. Yeah, and it, if you're in a, a situation that happens a lot in the care situations where... Um, you go into work to only find that there's like a quarter of the staff missing on the unit because they're all off with COVID or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no one to fill in. You can't call on other wards because they're in the same position. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is a tough time. Yeah. Uh, if, I mean, has, yeah, it, it seems like it from when I was in hospitals, you know, but mm -hmm. it's been like that for a long time, I think, hasn't it? And mm -hmm. I don't know, is it, is it fair just to blame 12 years of Tory, Tory rule, as many like to do, or have we got deeper underlying issues in the... I, do, I, th I think that the, the, there's two things. I think that um, to have an NHS the way we'd like it does need more funding, but whether people are prepared to pay for that, they want the service, but maybe not to pay, mm -hmm. um, is one end. Um, but the other end is that the things that we can do have increased so that there are there's more um, medical interventions out there, which means there's more people can be seen, whereas in the past it would have been tough to get on with it. Yeah. You know, now we... And if I look at what, what's happened to me and the amount of support, um, if I'd been in a country without an NHS, 
it would have been thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds, mm. you know, to, to cover everything that I've had done. Yep. Um, and uh, makes you think, makes you realise how how powerful and wonderful the NHS is. Yeah. Um, but what what do you do in a country where there is no NHS and you haven't got any money? Mm. You know. It's hard for me to understand how that how that would even operate. I mean, you know, I read stories about in the, the United States, some of you about mm. how the health system works over there in terms of private insurance, and mm. I've seen you know screenshots of people's receipts of their time in hospital for a broken arm or whatever, and it's mm. run into tens of thousands of pounds, so, mm. which the insurance will offer, will cover usually, but. It's just crazy. I don't know. I don't know how it works. There must be some kind of fallback system because or, or, um, for people that can't can't pay. Is that? I, do, I, do, I think they do have uh, a basic system, mm-hmm. but if you need anything complex, then, then it's not there. Yeah. Um, unless you can afford it, mm. and you've got the insurance. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm just yeah. I mean, I was just thinking that people people want to do the right thing, don't they? Generally in life, and but at the moment. Especially with the interest rate hikes, which I guess we probably should have seen coming yeah. further off, really, and we should have been better prepared for that. Um, but, you know, me as an, an eco, wannabe eco-warrior, sort of, trying to do my best. I had a quote sent through for some uh, solar panels and a, and a battery system to kind mm. of get our house uh, off gas eventually, you know, in the next year or so is my plan. But uh, basically the, the system for our house was six panels or eight panels and a, and a battery Tots up to about ten grand, um, which a year for, a year ago, you know, cash wise, I can't just lay that out. But mm. money's been so cheap in terms of mm. interest rates that I probably could have just got a cheap loan, yeah, and paid a hundred quid a month or whatever for five years, whatever it works mm. out. Right. And uh, Bob's your uncle, but now I went to I went I said okay maybe, but I went to look at some loan calculators and it was gonna the loan cost was gonna be like fifteen thousand so mm. over five years. Um, and who knows if I'd even get approved for it. So yeah, all of a sudden the cheap money's kind of run out as well where, yeah, you know, on a small scale, me wanting to get some solar panels and mm. another e-bike or something like that so that we can ditch the car as well is unaffordable. So yeah, we're kind of, everything's cr- pressure in at once, isn't it? To kind of uh, yeah. really kind of, uh, yeah, all the escape routes are... Uh, it does seem to make sense. Our friends that I was talking about before that have had it done um, they got the battery system and if the battery runs low it gets fed by the electricity company to top it back up again but at a very cheap rate overnight that's right yeah the yeah. economy seven so over yeah. part of me has just wondered about getting just a battery some of the panels so that we can charge it when it's dead cheap at night time mm. assuming that will keep going and then discharge the battery through the day yeah, you know, and try and run things in the night as well, like yeah. you know, washing machine and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. I mean, I know from the camper van that we've got that's got this solar panel on the roof. Um, oh yeah. And uh, I'm amazed at the amount of power that it will produce even when it's overcast. Yeah. It's cool. So, yeah. Um, it's magic technology, isn't it? Mm. Is it going to be available to many people that? Uh, haven't got access to cheap cheap money anymore and a you know a little loan yeah. in there so yeah interesting times but I don't want it to be too doom and gloom this episode because you know we've been talking for years on this this is the self help podcast we can we're a we're a species of 
people well we, we're kind of good at any crisis aren't we a lot of the time human we beings. can we can be we can innovate our way and we yeah. can get through stuff can't we yeah so uh and we have i think our last episode or maybe book one was about kind of how to deal keep your head in a in a crisis and that kind of thing yeah um, yeah so yeah what kind of general tips should we be offering for people who might be struggling a bit well it, it, it's it's becomes unpopular when when you say mindfulness but that's what it needs you we need to be living in the present and not worrying about what's going to happen next and not keep going over what's happened in the past yeah it's being here in the moment and enjoying it which is my thing at the moment about when i do wake up in the morning and i think okay that's another day that i've got because there was a a time a few weeks ago where i didn't think i was going to make it mm -hmm. you know what i mean it was like my heart had stopped and they had to get it going again and you know all that kind of stuff yeah. And I did think, you know, okay, I'll be off soon. Bye. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm still here. So let's see how we go. Mm -hmm. What do you see when, when you look at a gorgeous little pup like this little fella who's at the moment being very well behaved and sitting on my lap? How, I what, think. What, what I can think, we learn from a little thing like this who seems to have not a care in the world? I wonder what they learn from us. You know, I watch animals who were so kind of calm and and uh, have got it sussed and they must look at us human beings and think bloody load of nutters <laughs> yeah. i mean he's reliant on us obviously for food i'm not sure how long he'd last in the wild this little fella but um so he's probably got quite an easy little easy ride um but when you watch cats um and cats obviously can be killing machines uh, yeah but um uh, they spend a lot of their life just chilling yeah and asleep and you know, and just conserving energy. Having a good time, yeah. And this, we're getting into the time of year, aren't we? We're coming into autumn and winter now, and we, we should be chilling a bit more and conserving yeah. energy. And, yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people, well, I don't know, I do hang, in, I hang around in retail parks sometimes on a Saturday, not through choice, but through necessity, just to kind of... <laughs> that really doesn't sound right, <laughs> hang around in retail <laughs> Well, I find myself in, uh, in retail parks... <laughs> and I, I kind of you just look at the madness of everyone coming and going and carrying massive bags of who knows what you know we take mm. part in that as well mm. and it just seems a bit mad to me but yeah we don't have it's we have a choice as to whether we take part in the kind of madness of life don't mm. we yeah yeah and i think that that that's a, a point you know um the jungle's just started again yeah and um uh there's what's his name uh, who's married to the Royals, the rugby player. Tyndall, is it? Tyndall, yeah, that's right. Mr. whatever, yeah, I forget yeah. his name. Yeah. Uh, Fred Tyndall, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and uh, he was, he won the comments he made, which uh, I thought, yeah, i go with that. And he was saying that anxiety and fear is a choice. He said that? Yeah. Oh, nice, okay. Um, Fair enough. And I think that's that's real, you know. It's a bit like someone comes along and says, we need to cut your chest open with a jigsaw um, and get your heart out. You know, and at which point either you go into panic or you go, okay, get on with it, come on. Yep. Let's get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, and it doesn't have to be all negative. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. um, and we assume when they do do things like that, that we're going to come out the other side. Yeah. And it's going to be okay, you know. Mm. Yeah. They're actually going to help and not hinder yeah. You know. All right. Well, I'll link back to the previous episode that we talked about kind of dealing with, yeah, lots of 
stuff because uh, I think it's probably more relevant relevant than ever now. And I will also link to in case Sean people hadn't listened to Sean's proper hospital story. We, we, <laughs> we spoke about that six or seven episodes as well ago. Yeah. So uh, in case you're just wondering what it's all what's been going on, then have a have a listen, and we'll try and get back to a bit more normality with re- recording and scheduling and getting things yeah. out every week. Eh? Well, I I've started recording everything that I've been through. Uh, which will be a, a wee book because ah. I've got books that one that I've firstly finished and then others coming in behind but this one's called How to Mend a Broken Heart Ooh, ah. Overcoming Open Heart Surgery Oh wow, nice, yeah. okay um, and uh, the the experience that I've had certainly but also the experience that other people have had Yeah. Um, and I was talking to with the guy who had had open heart surgery lots of times because he was born with a hole in the heart and it had ramifications as he grew up and had to have valves replaced and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it, it's like when, when you go through that kind of experience, it does have a particular effect on you. One of the things that if you read the research on it is that people that have had open heart surgery tend to be more emotional and that emotion might come out as anger or laughter or anxiety or whatever. Yep. For me, um, uh, I, I seem to seem to have come out of it now. But there was a time whenever I went in the shower, I'd end up crying, <laughs> and I didn't know why. Oh wow! And in the end, I talked to the the cardiologist, and they say, "Oh no, it's quite common." <laughs> yeah, they should tell you that. Actually, you know, <laughs> yeah. Think you're cracking up, but. Um, what they're saying is, don't stop it. Make sure you let it come. Nice. Yeah. I haven't cried in years yeah. until my grandma died recently. I was quite relieved that I did cry quite a few times. Because mm. um, I've sort, sort of worried that I've forgotten how to. <laughs> and then I did it in front of everyone at the, yeah, at the, the funeral, church. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't hold it back, yeah. man. <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's probably a good sign more than anything. Isn't it, that you still, yeah. We've yeah. all got it in us. Yeah, and, and one of the things... One of the theories is that the reason that um, women live longer than men is because they let go emotionally. Right. And men tend to hold on. And we know that when you hold on like that, it hits your cardiovascular system, seeing as we're talking about hearts. Yep. And, um, and can, can damage your, your, I suppose, arteries and veins. And the associated yeah, I, I bits bet there. probably something to that, isn't it? Yeah, it all impacts. It's all stress hormones and tension. And yeah. Yeah. All right. So being able to have a good blob, <clears throat> and and it was really weird because I'd come out the shower and say to Ree, "Give me a hug," uh-huh. and she'd say, "What's the matter?" And I'm saying, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, blimey, man. Well, weird. We all just need to be a bit more Cooper, right? A bit more yeah. chilled out. He's been. He's is he asleep? He's not asleep. No, he? no. He's quite happy. He's very awake. Bless him. It, it's being in a different house, isn't it? He just loves. It. I mean, their noses, the things that they smell. I don't know what what he's picks up here going around. <laughs> he's a very affectionate little thing. Yeah, we love this little. He's a bit. He's annoying sometimes, obviously, but. He's a fun. I don't know, yeah, I think we have done episodes about the joy of pets, haven't we? In the past, yeah. and I know a pet can be quite an a, an expense and quite a you know a, 
we went away for a week and we were saying, what did we do with him? Thankfully, I've got a mother who was quite happy to have him and yeah. quite enjoyed it, actually. Um, so they can be a bit of a tie, but they are also very good companions, aren't they? But th- there is quite a bit of research in old people's homes yeah. where when they have the dog, you know, the, the, the pleasure um, that it gives everybody. Yeah. So it's saying when they... Have you ever seen that stuff recently on TV where they had young children going into old people's homes? Uh, no, actually. I mean, I have seen things like that in the past. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the, the really positive effect it has on the old people. Mm. But also the young people understand things that they wouldn't otherwise. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense, doesn't it? But yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up there and we'll be... Um, yeah, do get us in touch if there's anything you would like us to discuss or is anything specific that you think you need, you need help with at the moment because there's a lot of uh, yeah, it's turbulent times out there so we're here to help aren't we yep thankfully you're still here aren't you I am still here <laughs> uh, alright we'll, we'll leave it there and Sean we'll catch up next week eh? yeah I've, I've put one resource up oh sorry yeah that yeah, out which is, I forgot to ask yeah, yeah and, and it is there are quite a few books out there it's on Amazon it's how how you recover from open heart surgery. Um, you know what I mean? So there, okay. there are a few people who have looked at it. I should put my spin on it, but yeah. Cool. All yeah. right, well, I'll Good. leave that up for you. All right, I'll catch you later, everyone. Okay, Goodbye. Bye. See ya.